Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life, to banish the years of yo-yo dieting, heal your relationship with food, make lifelong changes to your health by learning evidence-based nutritional techniques with self-compassion, mindfulness and behaviour change to feel more accepting and confident both in your mind and your body. We'll likely be adding a little bit of feminism, some sass and some humour along the way. I hope you enjoy and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host, Rebecca, and of course, as always, my wonderful sidekick, Edith. I hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, you're having a wonderful day. And if not, just know that it will pass. It will pass. Just hang in there. So today, I want to talk about a food relationship and should you bother doing the work? And I recall at the very start of my journey when I was 140 kilos and throughout probably the first three years of my journey, there was a few things that I did dismiss. One of those was a food relationship. It wasn't really spoken about back then. And to an extent, you can find yourself in an echo chamber where it still isn't spoken about now. But realistically speaking, when we're looking at sustainable health, and if your goal is fat loss, you need to address your relationship with food. But still, so many people dismiss it. And I think, to an extent, it's purely because they don't understand it. And perhaps it sounds a bit corny, you know? A bit airy-fairy. Oh, a relationship with food? No, never. Not me. Okay, well, hopefully this podcast is going to help you understand what a food relationship is and why it's really important to do the work with your food relationship, which is then going to support any goal that you set. So if you have ever counted calories followed a diet, stepped on the scales, maybe felt deflated, avoided certain food, maybe categorised food into good and bad, tried to reduce your energy intake, counted sins, points, ate cereal three times a day. Thank you very much, Special K. You have a food relationship. If you've ever tinkered with your diet as a way of trying to change your body or feel different about yourself, you have a food relationship. So in reality, you all have a food relationship. I think it's near on impossible to have got through childhood, adolescence and into adulthood without doing one or all of those that I just mentioned. A food relationship is developed through our entire life. It begins from a very young age with the exposure we have in our environment, from our parents to our school life. It's, in essence, our food world and the journey we've had with food throughout our lives. So now take a minute, just pause to question what it was like for you growing up 
and any beliefs you may have been exposed to during your childhood. Were you told, as an example, to eat all the food on your plate or no dessert? Were you given food to soothe if you hurt yourself or you were upset? Were you told certain foods were a treat? Maybe takeaways, maybe McDonald's. Were you told certain foods were good or bad for you? Were you exposed to people on a diet around you? Maybe using the scales each and every day. I'm sure you will resonate with at least one, if not all of them. And now you can see through the lens of compassion why you have certain beliefs around food and at times why your food relationship can feel like a chore. And this is not a blame game. Nobody is to blame here. Certainly not our parents. I like to believe that everybody is doing the best they can with the knowledge that they have. Fortunately now, knowledge is evolving. People are understanding more. And this is to help you understand where your beliefs have come from, but know that they can be changed and that they're not fact to you. And your food relationship is that. It's a relationship. Like all other relationships in your life, partners, friends, colleagues, they take work. They take effort. There are sometimes they feel really easy. Sometimes they feel so much more challenging. And the best relationships flourish with time and a relationship with anything in life isn't perfect all relationships need effort patience care there will be times that you want to throw in the towel with that relationship there will be times you want to divorce that partner you may well even have said it out loud can't relate can't relate. Of course I can. (laughs) But you don't throw in the towel, right? The minute it gets difficult, you don't just quit. No, you adapt and you work through it. You work through that challenge. You work through that situation. However, diet culture pushes the notion that you must be perfect And you need to control your food. And with the desire then to meticulously control and be perfect with your diet, shockingly, when life happens and things become a little bit more challenging, you quit. You throw in the towel. But then that creates this dichotomy and a disordered relationship with food because you just cycle through on off, on, off. You're on track, you're off track. You're quitting, you're starting again. How many times have you done that with your marriage? You haven't, you've adapted, you've worked through it. Which is where you can see that these approaches that simply just push fat loss, push calories, push steps, have actually 
no place when you're looking at a sustainable, flourishing relationship with food. Because there's no adaptability. There's no flexibility. There's no learning and there's no growth. So reframing the way you see your relationship with food, instead of it being a dietary intervention, see it as a relationship. Bring the patience. I'm laughing at myself when I say patience you have with other relationships because sometimes you're not always that patient. Rebecca, I know, but sometimes I'm in my your phase and it just gets a little bit, oh yeah. But you are, for the majority of the time, patient, you know? The support, the care, the love, the connection, and watch it then flourish over time. And that way you're able to adapt, you're able to learn, you're able to grow, and you don't quit every time. It gets a little bit challenging. You reframe failures. That failures are good. They present feedback. Without failure, you don't learn, so you can't change. And a healthy relationship with food is not defined as insert textbook definition. It's not perfect, nor is it the same on two people. Your relationship with food is going to be far different to my relationship with food, to Barbara's relationship with food, to Fred's relationship with food. Everybody's is different. It's messy. It's changeable. And here's the thing. It's lifelong. A healthy relationship with food on a broad spectrum looks like no preoccupation with food, no food focus, eating for health, an inclusive approach. So you're not avoiding any food unless you've been told by a registered doctor or a registered dietitian not one of these intolerance tests that do not have any place in the science. They are factually incorrect. On a side note, with the intolerance tests, what what happens when you eat? You have hemoglobins floating around your bloodstream. These hemoglobins are a, a, a form of protein. If you're going to have an intolerance test, they pick up the hemoglobins. And then they'll come back and say, oh, you're intolerant to that because they've spiked in the bloodstream. The reason they've spiked is because you've just eaten that food. But it'll come back on intolerance test that you are intolerant to that food. When in reality, it's likely that you just ate that food within the last 48 hours. And that's showing on your intolerance tests. Intolerance tests were written off in the research in like 2002. So no avoiding of any food unless it's been categorically diagnosed by a registered dietitian or registered GP. No food rules. Boundaries that support your values. No dichotomous thinking. No food labelling, no good or bad food. No meticulously tracking calories. Not seeking validation from my fitness pal or exercise as a way of giving yourself permission to eat. Being able to embrace spontaneous events, eating a variety of different foods, autonomous decisions based on unconditional permission to eat, whereby you can say yes, but also you can say no. Value-led choices. Mindfulness, mindful eating. Immersive experiences. Food relationships are so subjective. There is no definition 
of what a healthy relationship with food is. It's rather how you feel around food and how it feels to live in your body. And if you have a poor relationship with food, it'll impact all the relationships in your life. Your ability to connect with your partner, be intimate with others, feel comfortable in your body, to be able to communicate your needs once and feel calm in yourself. The lack of confidence and battle of your relationship with food is massively intertwined with your relationship with your body. And if you have a poor relationship with food, you will have a poor relationship with your body. And that will be projected outwardly into many other relationships. You'll hold yourself back because you don't feel enough. You won't go on that date because you don't believe you're worthy. You'll hold off making a move because you don't have the confidence in your body. You'll believe that other people are judging you on your food choices, your weight, your shape. Crash dieting isn't improving how you feel. In fact, we know that the meticulous control of your weight and shape is associated with disordered eating patterns and keeps you on this vicious cycle of a negative relationship with food, a negative relationship with your body, further disengagement and has a greater impact on your mental well-being. Healing your relationship with food and your body reconnects you back to your body, helps you be more accepting, be more flexible, respectful and be able to feel what it is to live in her. And if you remember, I said, a healthy relationship with food is more about how you feel in your body. It supports a freer life. From battles around food, battles around your body. More autonomy and confidence. And you hold space for yourself. For your thoughts and your feelings. Without reacting. You're far more present in life. Karma and all of your relationships take off. And your body image and food, like I said, is so closely intertwined. And if you're doing one, you will do them both. And that's where the confidence comes. Most people question whether they should even work on their relationship with food. Instead, believe fat loss is the pinnacle of health. And if you're losing weight, you'll directly fix your relationship with food. Directly fix your relationship with your body. You won't. That is far, far, far from the truth. Now, fat loss, however, might be a healthy step for you, for your health. I know at 140 kilos, fat loss was the right option for me. It was a healthy choice, but not at that moment. So even if you're in a larger body, if your eating is erratic, the most important part to address first is your food relationship. And on the surface, fat loss might seem like the healthiest option to you. And people around you are probably telling you that fat loss is healthy for you. I recall a doctor telling me I just needed to lose weight. But if you're regularly binge eating, overeating, stuck in a cycle of yo-yo dieting 
all or nothing mindset, you're on track, you're off track, the healthiest option for you right now is to address your food relationship. Because shockingly, fat loss doesn't solve eating problems. It doesn't stop binge eating. Fat loss doesn't build emotional awareness, nor does it directly improve your body image. In fact, if you're dieting from a disordered place, that is going to have further implications on your body image. Fat loss doesn't stop yo-yo dieting. It doesn't help you honour your fullness. It doesn't help you learn how to navigate challenges with adaptive coping strategies. And it doesn't support a thriving body image. Shocking, I know. I know it might feel counterproductive to you. And I completely get it. Like I said, at 140 kilos, fat loss was important. But even when I lost the weight and got to a very, let's call it societally accepted weight, I was still binge eating. I was still crippled with poor body confidence. Self-esteem was lower and I was even more critical of myself because I still had erratic food behaviours. I felt like a fraud. Healing your relationship with food stops the binge eating. It stops the dichotomous thinking. The emotional eating helps you build your confidence, your self-esteem, even your fitness levels and stops your overall health by declining. It helps you make more value-aligned choices. Christ, it helps you understand and know your values. And delayed gratification with that approach. It's the most powerful tool in this situation. And working on your food relationship doesn't mean you cannot lose weight. Actually, working on your relationship with food will result in fat loss. Sometimes because you actually stop the overeating yo-yo cycle. So you can think of it a bit like laying the foundations for your fat loss and priming you for a healthy fat loss and sustainable fat loss. The only reason I've been able to sustain 80-odd kilos for like eight years or something now is because I've worked on my food relationship. People still ask me now, how can you eat like that? How come you can eat a donut and a burger and not gain weight? Well, because I don't step on the scales and then bash at myself, but because I follow an inclusive diet with a healthy, balanced relationship with food. So, say you were going to go and buy a new house, right? And the developer said to you, right, you can buy this new house, this one here, this plot. Let's call it plot 69. <laughs> Lol. I'm in my luteal face, so sassy. <laughs> you can have plot 69. But when you buy plot 69, we haven't laid any foundations for it. All we've done is put the bricks and built the house from the floor. You're not going to buy that house, are you? No, you wouldn't invest in that property. Because a gust of wind... It's going to fall down. There is no foundations to keep that house erect. So it's not going to be sustainable. So if you're dieting without laying the foundations, is there any wonder that it all collapses after a bit of time? 
the more times you try and diet away your poor relationship with food, the more you actually delay the process of healing your relationship with food and actually achieving your fat loss goal. Your choice today is your freedom in the future. Dieting from a disordered eating pattern is not a way of fixing your behaviours. Dieting from a place of shame is not a path that leads to success. Dieting from a place of body bashing comments to yourself is only going to end in a negative, more hurtful, damaging relationship with yourself. Many of you hold this belief that dieting solves all your problems. And it manifests from years of diet culture marketing. Marketing on your vulnerabilities, profiting from your insecurities. Now you cycle through every diet with a perceived notion that as soon as you hit a weight, everything will be sorted. But it never works though, does it? Let's be honest. You never feel better and you end up gaining weight and likely a little bit more. Your relationship with food cannot be healed by simply implementing another calorie deficit. The intent and the why behind your actions will have such a profound impact on your health outcomes. And it doesn't mean that you cannot lose weight. Like everybody can. When you look at the simplicity behind fat loss, it is as simple as energy in versus energy out. That's governed by the law of thermodynamics, science. The element that's massively overlooked here is that of human behaviour. Why people eat the way they eat, how people eat, how people feel living in their bodies, their food relationship, their dichotomous thinking, their all or nothing thinking, their food guilt, their body shame. Acknowledging where you're at now, that's the most important part. And getting off the yo-yo cycle. Being able to break free from this guilt, the shame, and being able to connect back to your body. Be mindful with adaptive coping strategies and actions coming from a place of compassion where you're no longer fearing food or spending hours preoccupied by food or dreading stepping on the scales or fearing your way in, bashing it yourself when you see a number you don't like and then overly restricting. Food relationships and fat loss are not dichotomous. You can heal your relationship with food and achieve fat loss, but you cannot lose body fat and sustain it without a healed food relationship. If you are regularly overeating, binge eating, labeling food, have a shitty relationship with the scales, avoiding food, and falling into the trap of yo-yo dieting or this all or nothing thinking, fat loss isn't right for you right now. That's not to say it isn't going to be right for you in two months, three months, six months. Learning to sit in the process now, in this moment, that's the most important step for you. You've been taught to diet, to restrict, and that fat loss solves everything. And if you're a female listening to this, you've been taught to be smaller. You've been taught to take up less space. Thank you very much, patriarchy. Fat loss with an erratic food relationship only exacerbates the behaviours and causes further stress to your relationship with food, your relationship with body, and you will never attain the goal that you want to achieve. Fat loss should be done to add value to your life, to make you feel better. And this will be the case when you address your relationship with food. 
as you feel infinitely calmer around food, out socialising, with no dichotomous thinking, no food guilt, more emotional awareness, better stress management and a more positive body image. That way when you do lose weight, it's done from the right place. It's more value aligned and it's more sustainable rather than being done from this disordered place and keeping you stuck in this battle with yourself. And like every relationship, working on your relationship with food never stops. It just switches from being somewhat of a chore to something pretty cool and empowering. Because you have abundance of tools and awareness to help navigate situations, you invite more curiosity than ever before and you build on resilience and confidence in yourself to be able to own your own space and hold space for your authenticity and courage. You'll be the most courageous, unique, special person and you'll be the best thriving version of yourself. And ultimately that's life, isn't it? That is life. So should you work on your relationship with food? Yes, you should. Everybody should because everybody has a relationship with food. And that way you attain your goal, whatever your goal is, muscle building, fat loss, health long-term, fertility, um, postpartum, just simply living. You know, you're not going to have a thriving marriage if you don't work on your relationship. So why do you think you're going to have a thriving relationship with yourself and with food if you don't do any work on it? So the Thrive With Life method is designed, one of the core principles is supporting you healing your relationship with food because shockingly, I care so much about sustainability. I am sick to death of people falling into diet culture realms shitty shitty methods and I'm sorry for my language but I get so passionate about it like you know these poor methods that even still now you can see oh fix binge eating by following this 12-week fat loss program okay yeah and I fell into all of those right and every time I fell into those I regained the weight and it hit my confidence a little bit more so if you're interested in healing your relationship with food or have any questions at all I will link my details below and I appreciate there's a lot to consider here. So take some time to reflect, maybe acknowledge where your limiting beliefs come from and the self-fulfilling prophecies and start by working through them, journaling through them to help support you with a thriving relationship with food and know that when you're ready for the support, my coaching is open for you. Have a wonderful day.